Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's episode. All right, my friend, we got a good one today. We got a good one, a deep dive today, but before we dive into today's episode, we're going to do some deep, intentional breathing. Now, if you guys followed me at all last year, pretty consistently we did one minute of breathing at our own pace box breathing or parasympathetic breathing which is exhaling longer than your inhale but today i want to try something a little bit differently i want to incorporate some spinal breathing i think it'd be nice to bring in some new ideas for us that we can incorporate into our daily lives again whether that's three breaths whether that's five minutes ten minutes whatever floats your boat this is great for the morning it's great for opening the heart opening the energy spinal breathing essentially you inhale through the nose and we're going to do the same the breathing technique stays the same. So when we inhale through the nose, we breathe through the diaphragm. And what does that look like? Take your belly, inhale, and as you inhale, your belly should expand. Big, 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 like a water balloon. I know it's not sexy, I know it feels unnatural because we're so used to sucking our stomachs in for the, the talk and the gram, but get it nice and big, let it flow, let it flow. And then exhale through the mouth and contract your belly back to your center. And we're gonna flow like that. But as we inhale, you're going to take your arms and you're going to open them and you're going to open your heart like you're lifting your heart and your arms are going to go above your head and then you're going to lean back a little bit. So your arms are almost in an L-like position and then as you in inhale, you're slowly rising with your breath and you're opening up and your back is leaning back a little bit. You can feel it into your, in your spine. Open up look up to the mother earth to the sky and then as we exhale you're going to take your arms you're going to fold your back fold your spine back to your center and you're going to bring your hands close to your chest in here so inhale expand nice and big exhale contract bring your arms together and you're going to be bending your spine and pay attention to your spine as we do this. Feel the energy going from the bottom all the way up to the top, opening up and then closing it in. And we're gonna do this for, let's say five breaths. Let's do this for five breaths. What do you say? I'm here for it. So again, this is gonna be guided, so follow along with me. We're gonna start with an inhale and expand, and then we're gonna flow. <clears throat> all right, get yourself in a nice comfortable position, baby. Make sure your nose is, is clean ready to breathe through it get some oxygenation carbon that oxide let's go all right <clears throat> three two one inhale expand the belly open the heart exhale round your back bring the hands to the chest inhale breathe through the diaphragm open up the heart hold it Exhale, round the back, bring the hands together, inhale, feel the energy rise, exhale, feel it contract, two more, inhale through the nose, open the heart, exhale out the mouth, Round the back, contract it back to your center. Let's go one more breath. Inhale through the nose. Nice and big, nice and big. Hold it. Exhale out the mouth. 
contract it back to your center. Now we can return to our natural breathing patterns. Shake a little bit, shake a little bit, shake a little bit, get the body moving. So that's another breathing exercise. Again, I like to uh, maybe once a week change it up, give ourselves some new breathing patterns because breathing does different things and breath is going to be something that we're going to talk about today on this podcast. I'm already feeling a little bit lighter, a little bit more energized. Let's get it going on. Let me grab my water real quick. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that, that exercise to Qigong practice, it's a great way for revitalizing energy in the body. And also, you're opening up. I mean, so often we're at school, you know, we got backpacks on our back. We're on our computer. We're hunched over, right? And our, and our, our alignment, our spine, everything is thrown off. And energetically, it's like compressing ourselves physically and energetically. So opening up the heart, rounding the back, opening up that spine helps with posture. It helps with vitality. Play around with posture. You know, when you're having a bad day, when you're feeling a little down, depressed, you know, low energy, it's physical. You're slouched, you know, it's kind of rounded and it's all internal and it's, it's, it's confined. But when you stand strong, your chest is raised, your shoulders are back, it give, you, feel, you feel the vitality, you feel the power in your body. So it's a very powerful practice to gauge where we are and to bring some love and light and energy into this present moment. So thank you guys. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's see what's going on with me today. I have a rehearsal for the Laramie Project. Super stoked with this. Right now we're just doing uh, monologue work. So it's just me one-on-one with my, my homie Stacy, our director. She's my acting coach. She's amazing. So I'm so stoked to, to go in today and break down characters a little bit deeper. I've been feeling better. I've been really being mindful of my practices of breathing. The, again, the love tuner guys, pretty cool. Whenever an ounce of stress comes into my body, I, I tune a couple breaths and it grounds me back to this moment. But I started taking a, a few naps and like, I'll, which end up being, cause I can't, I couldn't fall asleep, but they end up being just 30 minutes of meditation. Cause I just slow my breath down to, you know, like 50 beats per minute. Beats, beats per minute, yeah, and uh, and yeah, I'm just trying my new routine with health wise. I've been feeling really, really great with that, and I love not. I'm gonna talk about that later, but yeah. So my 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 uh, my lips have been feeling better. If you guys listened to the last episode, had that yeast infection. My bottom lip was really puffy. My older sister Jenny hooked me up with a little new skincare routine. So we went out and we got some new products and we started applying. My skin's feeling softer so funny because i am so about you know doing the best that we can do for our, our vessel this this human body and and loving it from the inside and the out through exercise through movement through nutrition through community and and breathing and all these exercises but i really have neglected my hair routine and my skin routine for like ever so we're we're getting back into the body in that regards so i'm excited to see where that goes but the lips are, the chap, chapness is starting to go away. The swelling's going down. I don't, the sores aren't as painful as they were in the past. If you guys can feel my energy is a little bit higher, I'm able to speak a little bit smoother. So we're feeling good. We're feeling good. And then the eating challenge, we're five days in. 
feeling strong. It's kind of chaotic because again, I have about three, I have four meals before 3 p.m. and then I don't eat anything afterwards. So it's kind of not stressful, but it's like, it's very focused. My first half of the day is very focused on eating and then it's really peaceful then after 3 p.m. because I'm not worried about food and I'm just foc I'm focusing on some liquids and drink some teas, some of my health drinks and it's really nice. It's really nice. And again, I feel like it's only been five days, so there's so much progress to be done more, but I, I, I feel a little bit of a difference. And the only thing that I'm a little bit con not concerned with, but I really have to make sure I'm falling asleep at a convenient time because right now I'm waking up at 5.45 in the morning and I have a whole morning routine. So I back, I get a lot done before 9 a.m., which I'm so grateful for and I love. I'm like stoked for my mornings, but my recovery has been a little bit lower because I haven't been getting as much sleep. And also I haven't been doing the mouth tape and my, my night guard at, at night either, either because my lips have been sore. So once we get back to that, hopefully the recovery starts getting into it. I might sleep in a little bit this weekend so I can get some sleep recovery and it's going well, but um, yeah, it's the progress so far. I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Let's take another sip of water. Let's dive into today's episode. Mastering the mind. That idea came to me like a week ago and I felt silly saying it because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like mastering the mind, man. Is it, is it possible? Like, what? What does it mean to master the mind? And it seems like such a far out idea. But I started. I'm reading this book on breath, and I'm starting to just getting these these downloads, these realizations, and making these connections to how can we master the breath? Maybe not master it, because mastery, I really do think, takes a lifetime to become a true master, right? 10,000 hours, even plus, to really get these new habits into our body and, and to really be experts, to master them. So it takes a long time. So for me, it's not really mastery, but it's the pursuit of mastery. It's the discipline to be able to have some autonomy over my mind. And there's this great quote that I recently heard, and take it the way you will, but it goes like this. The breath, not that. The mind controls the body, and the breath controls the mind. So I was reflecting on that, and I really love that. Now, I know you could maybe argue that the mind is the thing that controls the breath, which controls the mind, so I get there could be some confusion with that, but 100%, you can't really dispute that the mind controls the body. And learning about breath and breath work and it's one thing to learn about the science of breath. It's another thing to practice and to feel the effects of it. And I think it's one of the most powerful healing modalities and just things that we can, it's, 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 it's something that we can take into our own hands, how we breathe. And if we really start paying attention to how we're breathing throughout our days, how we breathe when we're excited, how we breathe when we're stressed, when we're anxious, anxious ridden, right? When we're in fight or flight and we're anxious and we're angry or we're pissed off the breathing is so up in our chest and it's so shallow and it's just you know and, and we and the breath is really controlling the mind at that point which i guess is where that quote comes from right because the breathing is so unconscious but the way that we breathe like the breath doesn't lie you can lie with your words but when you control the breathing there's such a presence, there's such a beauty in it, and there's just so much truth in it. 
when you're in flight or fight, that's the sympathetic and that's people hyperventilate, right? And it's all connected to the breath. But there's nothing more honestly badass than someone who's able to control their breath. Because when life is hitting you hard, when you're reactive, how are you breathing? <laughs> right? It's, I can't, I don't know. You know, it's it's very, it's all over the place. It's quick. It's, it's, it's crazy. So instead of reacting, you respond. And for me, the connection with the difference between reacting and responding, I really do think comes down to the breath. And when you respond, you take a breath, a mindful breath. Your breathing is slow. You're not reactive to the moment. You're able to take a step outside. And because so so often events happen and they hit us so hard and we're so reactive to the moment, these little things. But if you scope out and you know think what truly matters and come with gratitude and all these things, that little incident is really so insignificant. It's so tiny, it's like a little grain of sand in the grand scheme of everything. So focusing on the breath and slowing down the breath, I really do believe is so powerful. And I'm reading this book on free diving. Avatar rocked my world. You guys can check out that last ep- that one episode. And I'm reading James Nestor's book called Deep, where he's talking about breathing. He's talking about free divers. He's talking about the connection between us and the ocean. He's talking about the connection between the ocean and the sea animals and the way that that dolphins and whales communicate and connect and how similar it is to us and how we have similar similar I don't want to say tendencies, similar reactions or like complexes that are that that reflect amphibians. You know, like we have these mammalian like amphibians like reflexes. That's the word reflexes. You know, and they call it the mammalian dive reflex, which I want to get into. So mastering the mind comes down to discipline, but let's let's jump in real quick to breath work and what I'm learning through breath holding, which is a really cool practice. I got interested in it when I heard about the Avatar crew and Jim Cameron wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So he had his actors take freediving classes by some of the best freedivers in the world and act underwater through holding their breath for four, five, six, seven minutes at a time. Seven was crazy, that was your girl Kate Winslet, but really like three, four, five minutes doing a scene. And that got me so fascinated with breath hold, breath holding, and what our bodies are capable of. Hearing people go the depths of like static breath holding for 20 minutes is insane. And you hear stories of, it's similar to exercise, people breaking these limitations, Wim Hof, breaking these limitations, the 40 minute mile, the 40, that's not right, the four, <laughs> four minute mile, <laughs> the four minute mile. And there's this, there's this psychological component to these limitations that they're so, it's really the placebo effect, it's what we believe. We don't believe, we, we believe things aren't possible, but we, when you push to past these limits, past these restrictions, these red flags saying us, telling us to stop, past the comfort zone, we unlock this world of possibilities and limitlessness, if that makes sense. 
So I started learning about breath holding and I started learning about the mammalian dive reflex. And the mammalian dive reflex is essentially those convulsions that happen when our body is underwater and we're running out of oxygen. And it's a safety precaution measure. You know, there's a lot of safety measures that we have, like our larynx will close so water doesn't get into our bodies. And there's these like different stages that happen before blackout. So from wakeness, underwater, holding your breath to blackout. And these mammalian dive reflexes actually, they're only, that specific phrase and that specific reflex only happens when you're underwater. So you can't get those reflexes by holding your breath on land, which is fascinating, right? Amphibious creatures, it's crazy. And you start learning that when we're holding our breath and we feel like we're hitting like maybe a minute and a half and then we don't think we can go anymore. Uh, our body's shaking, we're convulsing, our body's telling us everything and our body is telling us to breathe, 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 breathe. You need oxygen, you need this, go, go, breathe, get up. And then you push past that craving and you unlock this next level. And then there's this ease and you're able to hold your breath for minutes longer. And it's fascinating. That is so fascinating. So if you're able to push past this discomfort, this craving, this urge, you're able to unlock so much more. And I find that so incredibly fascinating. So can you master the mind to push past that craving, that indulge, that, that thing that everything in your body is telling you you have to get air, but if you push past it, you're more capable than you think. So I find that fascinating. And then I connected that with fasting. It's a, it's, it's a very similar concept. And it's hard to think it's possible to eat, to not eat for an entire day when we're so consumed with eating all hours of the day, snacking all hours of the day, getting fast food, getting this, eating three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever that looks like for us. Some of us have never fasted in our lives. And if you fast for one day, it's fascinating because you have these urges, right? Similar urges, tendencies, your body, like when you're breathing, your body's telling you, get oxygen. When you go without food, your body's telling you to eat food. Your body needs food. But the thing is, my little sister told me, I don't know how accurate this is, it's probably pretty accurate, but you can go 21 days without eating food. So it's these urges and when we master the mind, right? And you push past it, push past that urge of eating, something miraculous happens. You open the door for healing. Fasting has been a healing modality for thousands of years across tribes and, and just different populations and cultures. And it's still, it does amazing things for the body, it allows the body to, to heal itself, to regenerate, it allows the body, and it gives you energy too. If you've ever fasted for a day, there are different levels of it, like whether that's seven days of fasting, whether that's juice fasting, fasting or water fasting. There are different elements and people react differently. And again, don't just dive into it because it's different for men and, and women. But you realize that you're capable of so much more and you don't need those urges. When your body's screaming at you to get food, you don't necessarily need food to survive. But we're so used to being comforted and having access to all this stuff, man. So it just... It has me question, and I, where are we going with this, Andrew? 
I think it's fascinating because what if this this is similar to this is this is the new year, right? 2023 is a new year. We want to break old habits. But what happens when we're trying to build new habits? Those cravings of the old habits are so overwhelming that they keep us there. They keep us stuck in those old habits. So practicing breath holding, practicing getting into cold water exposure when everything in your body is telling you to get out, but you stay in, practicing fasting, everything in your body is telling you to eat food, but you push through and you feel better afterwards, after after you breathe, you hold your breath, after you get into cold water, after you fast a little bit longer, you feel it, you feel the, the impact and it's a beautiful experience. Now, too much excess, right? It can be dangerous, but there's there's this euphoric feeling of pushing past these limitations. And what can happen if we can access this and really master the mind through these cravings? Master the mind when we're trying to get out of bed in the morning and start a new routine, but everything in our body is telling us to stay where we are, right? Those urges to not go to the gym, the urges to sit and watch TV at night, the urges to not confront someone about something that happened in your life that you really want to communicate them with out of fear, right? We have all of these, there's a lot more tendencies and a lot more habits that I think this is interesting and just, this is why doing all these practices are so impactful. Doing like these cold water exposure, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, fasting, getting comfortable with that that urge, right? That urge to eat food and then pushing past and seeing what happens afterwards, what you're capable of afterwards, how you feel afterwards. Taking autonomy back, right? And then and another connection is in the gym. This is probably the first one that I actually learned and understood and discovered, but when we're lifting weights and you get tired it's very easy to just, all right, I'm done. But usually when those urges to stop come up, we've only hit like 80%, which is why we got accountability buddies and coaches and people push and push and push it because you can push past that limitation with running, with any form of athletic endeavor, which is why, you know, triathlons and you have these super fit human beings who are pushing past the limits because there's this there's that running high there's this euphoric state there's something that happens when you push past the limitations of your body when all those urges are telling you to stay where you are to stay comfortable to stay safe but what happens if we can master the mind master those urges and feel into that discomfort and push through to the other side imagine what is possible and it is so hard. It is so hard. But I think that's why these practices have been so beneficial in my life because I'm becoming friends with that that feeling, with that discomfort, feeling into that. And knowing and feeling it takes experience. Like you have to go through it, come out the other side and feel the benefits of that or else it's just going to be pain and misery the whole time, right? But like learning about breath holding, James Nestor, what happened? He was holding his breath for four minutes after you know his first free diving session. And what happens when you do that? You get into this crazy meditative state. Your heartbeat beats so it's so low, and you get it. Some people get hallucinations. They get these feelings of euphoria, these transcendence. They he ended up transporting himself uh, somewhere else. Like he had an illusion, a vision 
while he was in it, and he got up and he was fine afterwards. He was totally healthy, totally fine. And it, it that limits pushing past it opened up this human experience that he didn't need a drug, he didn't need a psychedelic, you know, thing to to get there. That was past just pushing his limitations. And again, there's something powerful about the breath, man. There's something so powerful about it. It is, it's, it's beautiful. So, this episode is about mastering the mind, and it has me beg the question: Is it possible to master the mind? What does that look like, right? We got all these habits, and I'm talking habits of someone says something to you that you don't like, and you react. You fight fire with fire. Boom! These conditions, these, these, the ways that we grew up, it's how our parents reacted, it's how our friends react, it's how we react. It's just what you do, right? Brothers support brothers. If you're talking shit on my bro, I'm gonna beat you up, right? We have these ideas, these stories, and they're so deeply ingrained in us that we don't even think about them anymore. And mastering the mind is about becoming aware of all those conditioned thoughts, those conditioned behaviors, those unconscious habits that we have. And that's the first step, the first step in mastering the mind. But it takes awareness, and then it takes non-judgment of yourself, and then it takes growth and actively working to build new ones and identify how you want to show up. And that process is long, it's arduous, it's full of failure, it's full of you know, pain and disappointment, and it's not easy. But we, suffering is a Buddhist philosophy, it's a philosophy called Dhaka, where suffering is really one of the main proponents in this human experience. And I think we all suffer in some degree, whether that's minor, major, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It varies in different degrees. We can't compare our suffering to others because objectively one might be worse than the other. But I, I believe the pursuit is worth taking. I believe that what happens when we can start to show up with intention, we start slowly mastering the mind, and then we live with intention in our lives. And the way we show up is how we say we want to show up. And we live a life in alignment. We live a life with love. We live a life with passion. We live a life with however, whatever that beautiful life looks like for you. And that's going to be different for me. It's going to be different from your neighbor, your friend, your mom, your dad, you know. It's, it's very specific. It's very unique. But we need to identify what that looks like for us and then do the work to slowly start to master the mind because I promise you it will be worth it. And I think mass, the pursuit of mastering the mind is something that I am actively pursuing my intentions for 2023 is growth and the mastering the mind and right now the biggest thing because i think the biggest unconscious habit indulgence that i've had is with food right we talked about that in that one episode where it was one of those it was probably one of my biggest addictions which was once i started eating like a bag of chips I can't stop. I can't put it down. And I had all my, all my, I did the, the shadow work. I went through all the stories that I had that created this narrative, this unconscious, just 
it was in my body. It wasn't like I told my mind, I'm like, I know I'm overeating. I know I'm going to feel like shit afterwards. Yet I kept doing it. My body and my mind were on completely separate pages. And I felt terrible. And I felt like I wasn't in control of my body. I wasn't in control of this experience. How many times do we go throughout life and we say we want to be something and we're, we do something the complete opposite. And we have no self-trust in ourselves. We don't know who we are. We don't have faith and confidence in ourselves because our bodies and our minds are on completely separate pages. And I want to merge them together. And I, I want to actively pursue this mastery of mind and what that looks like. So getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And right now I'm holding myself accountable for, especially when it comes to being intentional with the food choices that I make, is I have a, very, a pretty structured routine with my food. So first meal, second meal, third meal, fourth meal, and then I fast the rest of the day. And I'm taking autonomy back of the food choices that I have. And I, it's kind of, it's interesting because it, simi- it was similar to my relationship with alcohol. When I started, it was kind of hard to stop. And you feel like I could have a little bit more, I could have a little bit more, I can have a little bit more. And then boom, it's over, right? And my relationship with alcohol is one of those things where it's tricky, it's different than food. It's a similar experience where you feel like you can't stop sometimes. But what's different is I can completely take alcohol out of my life, right? I've learned how absolutely damaging it is to the microbiome, to my recovery scores, (laughs) and to brain health, to physical health, to sleep. Oh my God, brutal, brutal. Your REM sleep after two like like two drinks like gets cut in half or like a th- and then every other drink or two it, like it's gnarly it's so gnarly so when i started learning about all of what that entailed if i do have a drink i try to be very intentional with it and know what i'm doing to my body but it's 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 not every day it's not every weekend i honestly I hardly drink as much anymore but it's easier for me to just completely take it out of my experience Versus if I had it every once in a while, then sometimes I still might indulge, you know? And and I don't know, it's, it's honestly, it's easier for me to just completely cut it out than to have it every once in a while. And I feel better with it, honestly. But with food, it's different because I can't just go cold turkey on the food, you know? So for me, I, I just, I, I really, I used to say I wish I was flexible and I could just roll with the punches and roll with the flow, but I really am someone who loves my structure. And having structure with eating and knowing my goals and knowing that, like, I can survive. Like, I'll, I'll probably I probably consume, like, at least 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. And then I can serve. I don't need any more to survive after 3 p.m. I know that's for a fact. So when those urges come up, I can really sit with stillness and mindfulness into that discomfort and push through like the breath work, like working out at the gym, you know, and there's so many similarities and there's probably more similarities out there that I don't have on the tip of my tongue, but I think it's really powerful and I think it's a worthy pursuit. And I'm gonna keep you guys updated. It's, it's tricky because some, sometimes speaking about these goals, ambitions is hard because it is challenging and it's easy to fall back and when you speak it to other people, like speak it out into the world, sometimes you feel like a major imposter when you fall back. But I really want to do it to hold myself accountable and come on here. And the thing with the growth and, and, and is that it's it's not perfect and you're going to fail. Like this morning especially, I actually felt 
like I wanted to sleep in and I wanted to rest a little bit longer. And there are going to be some days where I think I'm going to allow myself the grace and to recover. If my recovery is really bad, I'm really feeling really lousy. I need those few extra hours of sleep. But really pushing through the discomfort. And some days I'll fail. Some days it's going to be extra challenging. And then it's like, what are you capable of in those moments? Because... This is, especially with sports, you know, growing up in sports, if you guys are listening to this and you guys pursued or performed in sports growing up, you guys know, you know, when it's not about, it tells me very little about who you are when everything's going well. Because we've all probably been on a team when we're getting streaky, you're hitting the shots, getting the goals, you know, you're just running away with it and you're laughing, you're playing, you're having fun, you're high-fiving and it's on, you know, it's easy, it's easy. The momentum carries you and it's like a wave just you're riding you're riding into the sunset and then it shifts and then you start getting beat down and beat down and beat down and the momentum's just pounding you like a wave just collapsing on you and it's in those moments when we're trying to take a breath of air and we're struggling and we're fighting and we're scrapping and it seems like everything's going wrong it's in those moments that you really see people's true colors and who rises to the occasion and that grit is so admirable and i'm here for it baby i'm here for it so let's enjoy the process and it's interesting too with this uh this new challenge that i have with food trying to because it's interesting the relationship with food is so emotional where you eat for a feeling Right? You want to feel good because food is tied to all these different events in your life, whether it's good or bad, and it's so it's so fascinating. And the indulge, the we like eating food that isn't the greatest for us, but you get that instant gratification of that sugar and that hit, and it's it's so potent, and so powerful, and and I don't know, just eating becomes super emotional. So, and you sometimes the only way if you're having a shitty day the only way to find comfort the only way to find happiness and joy is in the food that we eat so that's like going into those cravings of like donuts and ice cream and and pastas and pizzas and all that stuff right it's a way that we find joy and i think there's a way to still find joy in eating healthy foods 100 percent. but what if i take a little bit of the emphasis off of that and find joy in other moments of my life or still find joy and presence in every single bite and being able to nourish my body with these beautiful nutrients that I'm getting from these whole foods and how grateful I am that I have access to this food you know and sitting in this love state of gratitude that's a pretty powerful thing you know and it's it's an interesting exploration and I'm going to be having more discoveries more breakthroughs more breakdowns over the next week, over the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And it's going to be challenging because there are going to be some days where my routine is going to be thrown off because I'm going to be going here, I'm going to be going there. And that's a, that's the ultimate test, man. So how can we pivot? How can we move forward, not judge ourselves, regroup? and Because that's also the thing when it comes to forming new habits. It's like you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. It's great, it's great, it's great. And then something happens and you fall off one time and then that derails you for the rest of it. So allowing ourselves the grace to fall down keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing master of the mind baby let's pursue it together what do you say what do you say is it possible i don't know <laughs> i don't know but i've i've seen growth in my life there are things that i used to be very reactive to physically emotionally spiritually that i don't react to as much anymore 
and it's it's a worthy endeavor to to go after so let's get it baby let's get it thank you guys for tuning in as always if you're digging this if you're vibing this uh comment rate subscribe tell your friends tell your family review let them let me know let me know what you guys are thinking if you guys have any questions let me know any ideas for topics that you'd like for me to dissect to go down a little bit deeper let me know i'd love that and you guys can follow me on instagram at larkin underscore andrew small act of kindness for you for others makes the world go around we need it now more than ever Whew, yes we do hug a loved one give him a nice bear hug we don't know how long we got him for there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, man. Jeremy Renner, Damar Hamlin, uh, man, and just every single day. I mean, those are names that we know, but people are we're losing people pretty fast, and there's a lot going on in the world. So hug your loved ones. High-five yourself because you're worthy. You're deserving. You are beautiful. You are magnetic. You are articulate. You are unique and gifted, growing and learning every single day. You're here for a reason, and you are enough. 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 And always, always, always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.